Today we have the privilege of speaking with Dr. Lynn Seehuster. Dr. Seehuster has served the public for over 30 years as an infectious disease epidemiologist, first at the Texas Department of Health, and then with the CDC, where she was coordinator and contributor to the guidelines for environmental infection control in healthcare facilities. A 2003 publication still referenced by the textile care services in industry as the guide for healthcare textiles. So Lynn is here to answer a couple of questions for us related to the COVID-19 situation. And um, Lynn, we thank you for your time. And um, if you're good, we'll go ahead and get started. All good with you? Uh, it's good for me, and thanks so much for the invitation to um, meet with all of our, our members. Cool. Thank you. Okay, the first question is, are there special recommendations for washing linens from patients that have had the coronavirus? Uh, at this point, uh, there has been nothing uh, different or departures from the current standards that we use in the laundry industry. Earlier this week, uh, CDC uh, in the Division of Healthcare Quality Promotion primarily had issued what they call interim guidance recommendations for, um, in this case, the, uh, the COVID-19 outbreak um, primarily directed at infection preventionists and hospital personnel but as we know uh, there are services that support the hospitals and laundry uh, services is, is one of the main ones so there is a um, paragraph among all that uh, recommendation document that speaks to the laundries and the medical waste communities and some of the other external services and in uh, that guidance, by the way, if, if you go to CDC's website and click on the coronavirus um, picture, it is an embedded link that will take you to uh, some of the uh, various recommendation documents that they have posted. Uh, navigate the site. Uh, it's very easy to do so. You'll come to eventually the interim recommendations for infection prevention. If you click on that, um, the document should come up. The pertinent recommendation is number 10 in that document. So you'll have to scroll down a bit to find it, but it's there. And basically what it says is that at this point, uh, based on the knowledge we have about this virus so far, um, CDC perceives that there's no difference in the current procedures and policies for uh, medical waste or laundry services or anything of that nature. So with that message to the community, it is that for you as laundry operators or laundry managers, um, we expect that you would be uh, managing and processing uh, the textiles as they come to you uh, as per your normal uh, facility uh, procedures and policies. Uh, that would include for your workforce on the soiled sort side of operations, having the uh, personal protective equipment uh, items that um, are currently part of the laundry industry standards, such as found with the Healthcare Laundry Accreditation Council, 
or the TRSA um, hygienically clean certification uh, items. If you're consistently applying uh, those recommendations for uh, personal protective equipment for your soil sort personnel, that should be um, uh, efficient in helping to reduce exposures from the linens themselves. And we don't really anticipate that there would be um, uh, substantial exposure because uh, we all encourage uh, both uh, at the soil sort side of their operations and within the hospitals as they're collecting the used linens to handle them with a minimum amount of agitation because it's the agitation that technically could um, create uh, a release of, of minute quantities of uh, soil into the airspace but with manipulation at a minimum, uh, that is going to be, uh, shall we say, uh, prevented. And therefore, the likelihood of exposure from handling those textiles will also be limited. Plus, on the soil sort side, you'll have protection for your face. The uh, shoots that the... Um, the, the workers will be segregating the laundries as per um, their procedures in the, in the um, facility, maybe by fabric type or level of soilage or uh, other, other things that are taken into consideration. So um, the chutes into which they uh, toss those items will be under negative pressure and that will uh, help take away some of the, um, uh, the likelihood that there will be a uh, minute amount of, of airborne particles will go into those chutes as well. So, so basically, uh, you would do really nothing different than what you're currently doing now. Um, they are uh, been very effective measures that we see uh, throughout flu seasons and uh, we do uh, not expect really to deviate from from what we're currently doing. Thank you. Um, this question may be almost a mute point in light of what you just said but it's something that we do want to address because we have had this question. Is there a reason that hospitals should be considering destroying whether it's by shredding or incinerating textiles that have been used by patients with the coronavirus. What are your thoughts on this move? Well, um, I think there are two, two aspects to this. First of all, if the question is raised by the laundry uh, operators or the linen managers, should we be doing this? Uh, the answer to that is um, no, this is not necessary to do, uh, to take, or should we say to go this route of diverting these used linens to uh, more of being as part of the waste stream uh, from the hospital. Um, again, we, we know that um, it is very, generally very more difficult to transfer microorganisms that might be in contact with fabric. And as you know, fabric is considered a porous surface, so it has 
it has texture, it has depth, and microbial organisms are not always totally on the surface. They can be buried within the, um, the, the texture of that surface. So it is more difficult to release microorganisms from fabric than it is to pick up microorganisms from a non-porous surface. So we have um, basically very little information to support the notion that these textiles, after their use with these COVID-19 patients, would be uh, a candidate to be a, a medical waste item. So the answer from the question, if the laundry folks are asking, should we consider these items as items to be discarded, uh, the answer to that would be uh, no, it's not necessary to, to do that. In which case then, uh, these items would be gathered as they are normally done and they go into uh, the laundry process. From the other side of the coin is if uh, someone within a chain of authority makes the decision that we're going to, we're going to consider these items as a regulated medical waste. Now in, in one um, aspect, this is a holdover from when we had the Ebola outbreak. And uh, you'll realize that people are thinking, well, we did this for Ebola, we should probably do it for this virus. But the two virus, viruses and the disease that they cause are very different. With Ebola, in some instances, um, there were patients who uh, basically had, uh, towards the end of their infection, um, a lot of uh, leakage or seepage of blood and other serous fluids that had provided large amounts of, of body substances on those linens. Um, the decision was at that point to let's just throw those out and be done with it. Whereas you won't find that kind of scenario with the linens um, that are used by a COVID-19 patient uh, because this is a respiratory infection. And we don't see that kind of um, release of body fluids to, uh, to these linens. It would be almost uh, the same situation as you would see normally for someone who would require hospitalization from the flu. But if, if someone in authority at a hospital decides this is the way we're going to go, we're going to declare it a medical waste, then that's, that's a decision that um, now basically removes the laundry process from, the, from consideration. So now it is no longer something that might be um, part of what the laundry service will need to deal with. Now it is going down the medical waste uh, stream. And so the hospital will, will then um, have the, probably the facility managers start to deal with this. And that would mean identify the collection process and how these are contained. So they are taking, taken down to the loading dock and eventually uh, released to a company who will uh, take the waste away for treatment. 
And um, as far as treatment goes, um, yes, you can incinerate fabrics, um, and the medical waste treatment company will certainly know what how how that should be done so that the the item is effectively fully incinerated. Um, they're also uh, among some of these medical waste treatment companies, uh, very large autoclaves that they could also, uh, in essence, sterilize these items on an industrial scale. But again, this is nothing to do with the laundry per se, but one thing I can tell you they probably won't do is they won't uh, take these used linens and put them into a grinder shredder mechanism because the the uh, linens will tend to uh, clog up that mechanism and basically force the proper operation of that uh, piece of equipment to come to a halt. And then time is spent trying to extract these partially shredded pieces of fabric. And as you might guess, it just presents another exposure opportunity for that workforce. And so they won't they won't be doing a grinding, shredding of uh, fabric if it comes to that. So the, the short answer is, if, it's, if the hospital decides these are medical wastes, they will manage it accordingly. Um, I don't think they need to do that, uh, but uh, if that is their decision, then that is their decision. If they decide that, no, these are just used linens, used textiles, then that will be managed now for the laundry uh, stream and will be managed then according to current standards and uh, facility policies. You know, one thing that that brings to mind when I think about it is if they are destroying all textiles, they may also be destroying a very precious one right now, which are their reusable isolation gowns. And with those in short supply right now, that could be a detrimental decision uh, for potential um, issues for the healthcare professional down the road, true? Well, uh, it is an excellent point. I would have to say that um, I would I would kind of go back to the CDC recommendations first of all to uh, see what they are currently recommending for hospital personnel. Um, as you as you see on TV, whenever they whenever they have a, a file footage of um, uh, protective you know workers and protective. Uh, apparel or gear, you usually see them basically covered almost from head to toe with um, uh, face and uh, uh, hand protection and so forth. And uh, in many instances, these are um, like hazmat suits, in which case they're they're more of a um, a you know totally like uh, yeah. a polychemical uh, kind of uh, outerwear, as, as it were. But if, if the guidance indicates that reusable fabric PPE, personal protective equipment, is acceptable for the care of these patients, then I think your point is well taken that if the uh, decision is made that 
all fabric items uh, used in the care of a COVID-19 patient shall be considered as medical waste, um, then you, you're absolutely right. This could cause a, an unintended shortage of, um, of this resource. And, uh, and then they would probably need to start thinking about the disposable forms of PPE for the workforce. And uh, so... If they can get them. If they can get them. And that's, that's truly a concern as well. Plus, uh, well, short supply uh, is, is always an issue. But um, I look at it this way. Since we're not, um, CDC has not extended any alert to reprocessing, say, the bed linens or the patient gowns any differently than what we currently do now for the laundry process, then I expect the, the same would be true for the reprocessing of reusable fabric personal protective equipment. So unless the, the fabric is all worn out from and exceeded its use life, um, you've, got, you've got a resource that is durable and available. You know, and that leads right to another major concern, and that's the safety of personnel working in the laundry. Mm -hmm. um, are there any concerns there? And, and what are the factors that keep those laundry workers safe? Uh, the main thing is going to be the personal protective equipment that um, the laundry um, should provide to the workforce on the soiled sort side. Um, that the, the critical elements are basically the uh, face protection. Um, usually that's either going to be a mask or uh, you know some of those visors that extend or full face. Um, but, uh, you know, sometimes people have asked the question, should the soil sort workers have uh, N95 respirators? And that I don't think has been, has been fully um, uh, considered at this point, simply because the, the N95s, while they're, they're excellent at um, preventing any um, aerosols or respiratory droplets from coming into your nose and mouth area. Um, after a while, people find them hard to use because it's, it makes breathing more difficult. So uh, it's, it's still, I think, an issue that has not been officially uh, considered beyond the PPE that we currently use now. But the, the gloves, the, the face protection, um, the front at least to the front of of the uh, worker at the at the sorting area at the minimum is protected usually we uh, we think of they are wearing a a gown that covers the front and the back and the sleeves and so forth but um, that is that's the primary uh, primary things we use for their protection and um, and the other thing would be that obviously when they are taking a break or for whatever reason need to um, temporarily leave their position at the sorting area, that if they're going out of the soiled sort side of the operations, then they remove these PPE items and um, 
wash their hands after their removal so that they can maybe go to the break room or uh, use the lavatories or, or whatever. But uh, the whole intent is uh, you keep the soil functions on the soil sort side and you don't take them into common areas such as a break room or the outer offices or even going into the clean side of, of the operations. Now, the other thing which is going to be very important, and this is something I mentioned in the um, lecture I gave for ARTA, is that let's say you have uh, a worker, and at this point would be either on the soil side or in the offices or in the clean side, anywhere in the facility. Um, if they are starting to show symptoms, which is the fever, the shortness of breath, uh, a cough, or if they feel um, just not well and are starting to show early signs of a respiratory illness, um, I think the best thing to do is to, uh, again, grant that employee the use of sick leave and encourage him or her to stay home because um, while it's, it's one thing to have all the workforce up and running if someone does get sick by having that person remain at work for a day or more or so you just add to the exposure opportunities for the other members of the workforce and um, with this whole current campaign of social distancing and avoiding large groups and so forth this is in the spirit of those recommendations, if you have someone who has symptoms, send them home. And um, we do that. Hopefully, they will uh, seek out medical care if their symptoms really get worse. Otherwise, they stay at home uh, with all the recommendations for rest and supportive medications for coughs and fever, and, and uh, they will get better. Well, last and uh, the last 10 minutes of our time here together, can you address on, not in the laundry side, but on the hospital or healthcare or, or uh, clinic or outpatient, whatever, um, are there additional concerns there regarding uh, how textiles are collected from patients who have uh, had or suspected of having the coronavirus, that's part one. And part two to that question is, are there any changes that you recommend or attentiveness to linen use and storage during times with this coronavirus? So a two-part question there in the last 10 minutes. Okay. Uh, I think, uh, again, the, and this is, this is, again, sort of a, a infection control principle that is applicable to the gathering of uh, the solid waste from the patient rooms, the, you know, like the trash cans and so forth, and, and the bloodborne uh, biohazard bags and things like that. Uh, whatever you do to take care of those tasks, you do so with a minimum of agitation, and you do whatever is a a method for you to move these items from one point to another, in this case from a bed to a collection bag, with a minimum amount of uh, 
shaking or uh, fluffing up or anything that can, through manipulation, be possible uh, facilitators for releasing of lint and fibers and consequently maybe some of the soil on the on the textiles from the textile itself. So for example, with the bed, um, and again, if the patient is still in the bed, probably you would uh, remove the sheets and the blankets and the mattress cover, maybe, maybe not the mattress cover. I'm not sure what each hospital policy would be, but whatever linens are removed from the bed, uh, it's you do one half and then start uh, shifting the patient over and taking the rest off uh, the bed and so forth so that you do it very like a smooth operation not a lot of fluffing um, those are those are some of the the methods that you would probably do and then once you've got them off the bed fold them up uh, without a lot of uh, fluffing and get them into the collection bag and so forth and uh, Let's see, there was a second part to your question. Is there, and there's no need to segregate those textiles separately, just um, universal precautions will be used in the laundry and in the handling of all. So um, I take it there's no need to uh, designate or identify especially those linens, correct? At this point in time, again, based on what CDC has, has said in their item number 10, if their interim recommendations for environmental control, um, segregating these linens, which is sort of an extension of an isolation process, uh, does not appear to be indicated. So therefore, you can bag them up uh, and if you are uh, going from one room to another, if there is room in the bag, just add uh, the other linens that you collect from that patient's room into your bag until it's full. Um, when the linens will get to the laundry, whether it's uh, in-house laundry or an off-site uh, contractor facility, they will be handled uh, appropriately on the soiled sort side, and that means they will be segregated by fabric uh, type, soil load, and whatever other considerations are currently used. And they'll go into the laundry cycle, and at the end of that and the drying cycle, the ironing, folding, bundling, they will be hygienically clean. Great, and my last part to that question was regarding clean linen storage and use in a hospital environment with the coronavirus concerns. Any special precautions or measures they should be taking at the hospital? Uh, to my knowledge, I don't perceive any difference in uh, the management of stored linens. Uh, once again, you would be ensuring that the, uh, the room where linens are stored until use uh, has the appropriate uh, ventilation, temperature, and humidity um, measures in place, uh, that the linens are stored to minimize or eliminate any um, inadvertent environmental contamination from dust or other sources. And so if they're clean and dry and bundled, 
protected and in a, a suitable environment. Uh, they should have no further concerns. They could be used as, as normal. So um, delivery personnel and utilization personnel in the hospital washing their hands as necessary uh, during the delivery, continuing to rotate the linens as appropriate, Mm -hmm. And the same storage concerns that we've had in the past. Nothing special is needed right now, then, correct? That, that's correct. Um, and as I uh, had mentioned uh, uh, when we were talking earlier today, I think what will come out of this um, experience with the COVID-19 infection, um, yes, it is a pandemic infection at this point, but uh, the public health advice of hand washing and or using hand sanitizer if um, soap and water are not available is, is something that's going to be the silver lining to this whole experience because now we have a, a huge number of people that are aware of if we keep our hands clean as often as we can and um, if we have a, a concern about touching a surface, the quality of that surface we may not know about. Alcohol hand sanitizers or hand washing will help prevent any kind of uh, potential um, transfer of, of soil or other stuff from those surfaces. Um, this, I think, will carry forward for a while and certainly help the next flu season be that much better. Oh, that sounds like a definite silver lining, and I hope you are right in that. Thank well, you. <laughs> all I know is that, uh, you know, our grandmas used to teach us to wash our hands, um, and uh, they were right. They were right. So, practice as usual, same methods to wash linen, same methods to handle linen to protect workers, and the same measures to collect the soil linen to get to the laundry, as well as protecting the clean linen in the hospital. And we'll get through this. And your advice is wash your hands, right? That's, uh, that's always rule number one is wash your hands. Uh, everything, everything beyond that is, is the uh, icing on the cake. We appreciate your time and taking the time to help us understand what we should be doing for good practices to protect the textiles that we manage and the people that do that. We appreciate your time, Dr. C. Hooster. Thank you so much. My pleasure. You all have a great day. Thank you. Bye-bye.